Did you know that resistance training, strength training, is not just about getting bigger muscles? Last episode, we talked about how it helps your heart. This episode, we're talking about how it helps your overall wellness, including your brain. You want to transform your life, to take care of your body, to strengthen your mind, and you want to do it in a way that fits your real lifestyle. Real wellness is for you. I'm Sherry Traxler, a transformation mentor, national speaker, and author, and I'm here to help you unlock your capacity to be, do, and have all you want. Join me every week for the proven principles and the strategies that actually work in your real life. It is so exciting that you are here investing in yourself today. Pat yourself on the back. This is where you belong. Welcome to Real Wellness. Resistance training and all of its benefits are absolutely one of my favorite topics to talk about because we have just this idea of, well, you've got to be a gym rat and it's just all about building big muscles. No, it's not. Last episode, I shared about how it helps with diabetes. One of the studies I didn't share in that episode was one that was a study on men with diabetes and weight training increased their muscle mass and significantly helped manage their blood sugar levels over and above other exercise that they were already doing. And this is a weight neutral benefit. In fact, all of the benefits I'm going to share with you, as well as how much how much muscle mass that you need and how to apply this information, it's it's all weight neutral. It has nothing to do with body fat percentage, body composition. It's just how much muscle mass do you have? Several other studies show that the more muscle you have, you have a decreased fracture risk. The more muscle you have, the more your metabolic rate increases. So like when you, as you get older from about age 40, well, technically we start losing muscle around age 25, but we don't really notice it until around age 40 and maybe 50 for some people. And when you lose muscle mass, you burn less calories. The flip of that is also true. When you build muscle, you burn more calories. Another thing that is helpful with resistance training, and this is important for me because I have dealt with insomnia different times, in 2022, so this is hot off the presses, at the American Heart Association Conference, there was some research that came out about how strength training improves your sleep, both the quantity and the quality, as much as cardio. So we've known that cardio exercise helps your sleep for a while. But this is showing that strength training helps your sleep as much as cardio and maybe even better. And this was a more of a meta-analysis. It compiled about 40 studies on sleep and exercise. So I'm taking that as my personal sign to grab my dumbbells and go outside because we know that sunshine helps you sleep. So if you go outside in the sunlight and do your weight training, maybe you're getting a double benefit. I think I would, so I'm just going to have to do that to help sleep. The next research is all about wellness and inflammation. And this was, I was blown away when I found this research as I was going through researching for this episode. Dr. Charlotte Peterson at the University of Kentucky, go Wildcats for any Kentucky fans listening. She has had a lab devoted for 30 years to studying muscles. Can you believe that somebody's been studying muscles for 30 years? I think that's so cool. When you one of the thing one of the many things that she has found is when you contract a muscle, it releases a substance called myokin. And that substance, myokin, 
isn't, it's released into the bloodstream and it's anti-inflammatory. And you think about inflammation as being this thing that happens with disease or maybe that causes disease, things like that. But even just your normal day-to-day, you get normal levels of inflammation in your body. And to know that your strength training releases a substance that helps to lower even normal inflammation, that is huge to me. Now, I've saved what I consider, well, maybe this isn't the best, but it's the coolest to me. And that is how resistance training and brain health and neuroplasticity all work together. This, I want to look at several studies with this for you because it's so much fun. There is a substance called the brain-derived neurotropic factor. It's something I've talked about in conferences before when we're looking at gut health and brain health. It's a molecule that helps your learning and your memory. It helps you to rewire your brain. Lifting light weights for a short period does not seem to impact this. So if, if you're getting whatever light weights are for you, because light is relative, if you get light weights for you and you lift them around a few times and you're not really feeling a burn and you go, okay, you know, I could have done 10 more reps. That is not going to do anything necessarily for your brain. However, and by the way, if you don't know what a rep is, I've got that in, I've got a description of lifting terminology in a different episode and I'll link that in the podcast notes. So light weights, light repetitions doesn't do much, but when the weight is light and the number of reps is high, or you're using a heavy weight and say doing seven to 10 reps, that place that somewhere toward the end, you're going, oh my, this is burning. I don't think I can do another rep and keep good form. Multiple studies show that you have a clear increase in BDNF, a clear increase in the brain-derived neurotropic factor. The reasons and the mechanisms aren't clear yet, but the fact that you release the molecules that help your brain grow and rewire, that is clear. And this is, this is something I thought of as I was going through some of the research is if we know that when we're strength training, that level of strength training, we're releasing BDNF, we're releasing these molecules that help the brain rewire, what would happen if you did weight training while consciously thinking positive thoughts? or listening to a positive podcast, or maybe there's something you're wanting to learn because BDNF helps with learning and memory. So what if you there was something you were studying, something you were wanting to learn about, and you had on a course or a podcast or something like that you were absorbing information while you're lifting weights, would that speed up the learning or would that speed up the mindset shift if you're working on thinking positive. So that is, I don't have any research on that. If you know of research on what you listen to while you lift weights, affecting your brain and speeding up the learning, if you've got research on that, shoot it to me. I I think that would be so cool to know about. And if not, maybe we can start a, a research project ourselves. On the other end of the spectrum with brain health, I saw a study on adults with high risk of dementia. And they, these patients, these individuals, they weight trained, resistance trained two times a week for six months. And here's what happened. I'm going to quote the study. Their attention and associative memory compared to the control group improved. 
They also showed functional changes in three regions of the cortex of the brain, right lingual, occipital, fusiform gyri, and the right frontal pole. Now, I don't have a clue what those three things are in the brain, but they're supposed to be there and good, so I want them. We cannot extrapolate from a study on folks with high risk of dementia to a general population, but it's definite, but it's obviously definitely protective. And it does show promise for making a healthy brain even better. So I want all of that. I want the weight training that's good for my heart, my blood sugar regulation. I want that for you. The anti-inflammatory properties, fantastic for all kinds of health and wellness in your body and the protection for your brain and maybe even making your brain better. So now we come to the question, how much muscle mass, how much resistance training do you need? It's not about getting beefed up in the gym. You've heard me say that now. But it, on the other end of the spectrum, it's pretty scary how much muscle mass that we lose because of our sedentary lifestyles. One of the statistics, this isn't a research study per se, this is more of a survey and we're getting a sense of what the population is, that U.S. males over the age of 50, 40% have class one sarcopenia. What does that mean? Sarcopenia is simply a suboptimal muscle mass. And then we, of course, ask the question, what's optimal? And what's class one? So if you go back to statistics in high school or college or wherever you took any kind of statistics class, picture that bell curve. And right in the center of the bell curve, that is the age 18 to 39 normal muscle mass. Not the cover of some muscle magazine, so don't picture that. Just picture a normal, quote-unquote, 18 to 39-year-old normal muscle mass. That's the center of the bell curve. Then we do standard deviations, and that is a, a standard step out from that bell curve. From the center to one standard deviation is considered normal. So you don't have to be spot on in the middle of the bell curve. Anywhere between one standard deviation to the middle, that's normal. But when you go from one standard deviation to two standard deviations away from the center, as far as the amount of muscle mass that you have, the center being the norm, that is considered class one sarcopenia, suboptimal muscle mass. So if, if, if you are between age 40 to 50 and you're not being active, you are starting to lose enough to consider it an issue. 40% have a class one sarcopenia, males over age 50. That's scary to me because it means that all of these benefits that come with strength training, all these benefits that come with muscle mass, folks aren't getting. And I don't want that to be you. So what does this mean for you? Number one, it is never too late. There is plenty of research that men and women in their 80s and their 90s significantly increase, I mean, like to the tune of double or triple their strength in a few months. That's the difference between living independently and being able to take your laundry and your groceries up and down the stairs or not. And I know, I know that if you're like me, you're thinking 80s and 90s, that seems like a long way off. You know, I'm a busy driven person in the middle of my career. 80s and 90s, number one, it's not that far off, but that's another conversation. 
But I also want you to think about for your brain, for your wellness in terms of anti-inflammatory and blood sugar and metabolism and all that, it's worth the strength training. And if somebody in their 80s and 90s can build muscle, so can you. It doesn't have to, resistance training doesn't have to be in the gym. The muscles, hear me on this, the muscles do not care how they get fatigued. They just want to burn for a few minutes, a couple of days a week. So it doesn't matter if you're doing manual labor. Maybe you're volunteering to go work in a community garden and you're hoeing a bunch of stuff and your arms and your back and your abs are getting sore and from the hoeing. Or maybe you're just doing body weight squats during your favorite TV show. It doesn't matter. It's the burn. It's the fatigue is what you're going for. Now, you definitely can go to the gym. I love going to the gym. And you can set up a weight training area at home. I have one and I use it, but you don't have to do that. If you're not sure what exercises to do or how to design a program, back in episode 48, you'll learn the principles that help you design a strength training program. And in exercise 74, you'll learn when to train what muscle groups together. And I get it. All this can sound daunting. And so I design client workout routines for my clients. So reach out. Let's talk about what you need and how I can help. Next episode is all about the other side of building muscle. And it's a question that two clients have asked me just in the last week. So I know this is important. So I'm answering it. That is how much protein do you need to eat? So next episode's all about the protein. For now, go get you some resistance training in. Talk with you next week. Thank you for joining me and investing in yourself today. Who else do you know who needs to hear this? Share this episode with a friend. And until next time, find your path to real wellness and fulfill your potential.